Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Here we are on End Times Friday, and uh, we're good morning. approaching the uh, last two Fridays of the year. Uh, yes. This is the 20, this will be aired the 22nd, uh, right before Christmas, and then we'll have one more before New Year's. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, you know, when when we uh, you think back a little bit about the year and, uh, you know, because we we try to do on Fridays, you know, kind of current events mm-hmm. uh, and how it impacts the world, particularly as it sets up the potential uh, that we could be entering into the moment where the tribulation begins and it really does happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to keep reminding us that. um Think of the literally the the years and the years and the hundreds of years that uh, the Jews were told that the Messiah was coming, um, right? And they understood the scriptures, um, and but you know it, they they could be in the same place we tend to be is that well, yeah I know it says so but you know it hasn't mm-hmm. happened in in our generation or the kids' generation so. Um, we don't really, you know, care about it, but, um, there was a real time mm-hmm. where, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh spirit and the angel visited, uh, Joseph and Mary and, and Zacharias and all of that happened. And then it really happened and the shepherds, you know, heard the glory to God in the highest mm-hmm. and, and the wise men came and visited and, all of that really, really happened. And so the, and what I'm trying to say there is that there was a moment where it actually did happen. Right. Um, and so Because what God speaks is true. It's, it's true. <laughs> Period. Um, and the one thing, <laughs> the one thing that we, uh, you and I can appreciate more and more and more is that um, the big variable in all this is always timing. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, for us, we tend to sh- what I what I call compress the time mm-hmm. and put things together and say, okay, this has got to be the time, you know. And right, and God keeps thinking that God. Keeps Our sense of time saying, is so different than His, yeah. right? <laughs> he said, "My," uh, and you know, one of the interesting things, and this will be uh, this will be a, a dimension that we'll have to when we go to heaven, we'll experience it. Will be. Um, in eternity, there is no mark of time because there's no night and day, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, right. There's no calendar, you know, there's, uh, there, there is time and we're experiencing it and there's progression, but it's a whole different dimension where, uh, we're able to, to see things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why God's, uh, perspective of time is always different than ours. And, mm-hmm. uh, even when he says, 
uh, like he said with uh, Habakkuk, you know, going to uh, preaching about uh, what was going to happen to Israel. He said, um, I will not delay. It's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and Habakkuk could have said, oh, great. In the next you know, month or two, it's going to happen. Well, it was it was many, 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 many years later, and and God said it's right. it's it's about ready to happen, you know. And, right, uh, right. But what we're trying to do is is keep up with current events, and because of the truth of the Bible, particularly of of Daniel, Revelation, Matthew, uh, God says, pay attention, uh, mm-hmm. don't don't neglect it, um, and then here watch for the signs. And, mm-hmm. and the one thing that we've, a couple of big things that we've seen over this, even this last year, is the importance of Israel. Right. Um, and by the way, having formed up as a, as a nation, uh, the activity level, uh, and, and think about this is really interesting right now with the uh, war with Hamas, uh, there's worldwide attention to it. Right. Um, and it's really interesting, you know, that, that the center of the activity is Israel. And so... Uh, that, and every, yeah, everyone's watching for yeah, sure. And that's what's going to happen at the end. And then the one world government is forming up. Um, mm-hmm. And there's forces that for many, many years were, I would say, rather uh, silent and behind the scenes, putting things together. We could see these things happening, but it wasn't public. Well, in the last, uh, particularly this last year, it's become very public. That that's, mm-hmm. that's the goal, and we're moving toward that, and we're trying to put that together with the our World Economic Forum, uh, now the uh, Rothschild uh, mandate, uh, the UN. Uh, these these things are happening. So uh, mm-hmm. we just want to keep, we're going to keep doing it. And as we look back, and we started in January of 23, you know, we would have never have imagined uh, the... Uh, economic stuff going on, but the Israeli war with Hamas and all the impact of that. See, we couldn't have imagined it, but now we've experienced right. it. Um, right. And, and the update on that, by the way, is that um, uh, they have gotten a lot of hostages back. There's still a lot more hostages being retained by Hamas. Mm-hmm. But uh, Israel had a ceasefire. Um uh, but since Hamas wasn't honoring that ceasefire and continuing the exchange of, of hostages to, for prisoners, uh, they've just gone in. And so now they're in the depth of the tunnels and in everything else there in Gaza. And their goal, stated goal, is to uh, completely eliminate Hamas uh, and, right. and the power of Hamas. And they're succeeding, by the way. Um, mm mm-hmm. And there's, uh, I just read an article uh, this last uh, week. Uh, there was a former Hamas leader. Mm-hmm. And he, he spoke on the record. And he said, how foolish was Hamas? Oh, interesting. That um, the truth, and he said, the truth is that, you know, yeah, they're resolved to try to eliminate Israel. But... They're not even close to having the ability to do that. And, mm. w- and when they overstepped, he said the foolishness was they overstepped their boundary and attacked Israel in a, in a vicious way. Mm-hmm. And that triggered Israel to come back and say, that's it. Um, right. And he said, I, he said, I believe we're going to see the end of Hamas. 
Um, mm. uh, okay, so uh, that's happening right now, and they're they're succeeding uh, in that, and probably not going to get the hostages back. It's likely that they'll get killed, which would be sad. Um, so the question is, um, what do we do with uh, uh, Iran and Hezbollah? Mm-hmm. Remember, Hezbollah's Lebanon, north of, of uh, Jerusalem, on the north side of Israel. Iran is is uh, east of there, and then of course part of Iraq. And then you got Syria and Turkey. They're all uh, they're all Shiites. Mm-hmm. Um, my question was. Why aren't they stepping in with this mm-hmm. with this battle? Because they certainly could, um, right? And, and cause they could cause Israel trouble. Well, and they've kind of toyed with it, but yeah. but only little bits, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I prayed a lot about that. You know, mm-hmm. what, what? Why are they not uh, going after it? when they easily could and they could elevate it, you know, higher and cause Israel difficulty because it's hard to fight wars on multiple fronts. Uh, right. And, you know, it's about supply and manpower, et cetera. And Israel has worked through a good bit of its supply right now, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Well, um, I got an insight about that as I'm praying. And um, uh, as I had done some research, uh, I don't think, I think I, re- I mentioned that, um, uh, Iraq, uh, part of Iraq, Iran, uh, Hezbollah, uh, Syria, Turkey—they're Shiite, and they're the radical. Mm-hmm. They're the radical group of we're going to try to eliminate not only Israel but each other of any other sect. Okay. Uh, well, has uh, Hamas is Sunni, right? So why are they not doing it? And the insight I got was is because actually they want the Sunni. Uh, Hamas to be hmm. gone, to be gone because they're not Shiite. Interesting. Uh, and so that's why they're not supporting it, and they're expecting it actually that Israel is going to eliminate it, and then it'll just leave the pure Shiite to figure out what to do. You know, what I'm going to say, are there any other? Who else is Sunni? And who else are Sunni players in all of that? Okay, Sunni uh, is uh, Saudi Arabia. Okay, Egypt. Okay. Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, Bahrain, UAE, UAB, um, all the other Muslim nations around Israel um, are all Sunni, and they've all got peace treaties with, with Israel. Right. Except Saudi Arabia, who was prior to the war, was, was, working, was on... working on a peace treaty. Yeah. Um, and that's been, that's been delayed now. But... They have still supported Israel um, mm-hmm. in this process. So, the dynamic at the depth of it is: remember that there's. Uh, that's why the sext uh, sects of, mm-hmm. of the uh, different uh, Muslim uh, groups. Um, they don't get along, right? Uh, and their goal isn't, hey, let's all get together and come against Israel, come against the West. It's no, we're, we think we're the purity and, mm-hmm. and we would like the other group uh, to be eliminated. And again, think of the dynamic. Uh, the Sunnis have all adopted, yes, we're Muslim. Yes, at the pure base, we think we're the right, you know, complete religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
in order to live in a world where that's not going to be feasible to, to rule the world, let's just get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, <laughs> um, it's driven at the base level. It's driven by economics. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have oil and they sell it to the West and they sell it to Israel, by the way. Um, right. And they're wealthy because and of they don't it. want to lose that market. So, right. So why would we shoot ourselves in the foot for an ideology? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's stay pure ourselves, but let's let's adopt a new philosophy, which is, by the way, um, at the base of the Quran would be anti Quran at the base mm-hmm. of the Quran. It says, no, you got to eliminate everybody. Right. Um, but they're saying, yeah, you know what? We've decided we're going to cooperate with everybody. And be friendly. So they're friendly with the West. They're friendly with now. They're they're also friendly with Russia. But and China. Hamas, you said, is also Sunni. Hamas is Sunni, but they're radical Sunni. But they're radicals. Okay. Um, and so they don't. They're kind of an outlier all by themselves. Okay. They're not linked because they are a terrorist. They're a, ter- they're a terrorist right? group. Yeah. They're not linked with uh, the Shiites directly. Okay. Now they had cooperated with the Shiites and they've been partners mm-hmm. with the Shiites. But be- because because of what's happening right now, it appears that the the Shiites are re- are not coming to their aid because they're Sunni. Um, Interesting. And it's huh. al- it's almost like, yeah, okay, let's just get rid of them. Um, we know that, remember Gaza is south of, of Israel uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's bordering Egypt. Right. Um, and so it's not a critical strategic thing because in a sense, um, think of the Gaza is completely surrounded mm-hmm. by, by both Israel and then Sunni uh, nations that are very favorable to the West and to Israel. Hezbollah was an outlier uh, Sunni, but a radical Sunni in the middle of that. And so the Shiites look at that and say, it's not really critical that we have somebody in Gaza uh, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't really impact our ability to do what we're going to ultimately try to do, which is to eliminate Israel. Right. Uh, And by the way, the other uh, uh, Sunni nations. So um, it's a it's a really interesting thing. So I, I expect that Israel will press forward until they literally uh, remove all the power of, of Hamas. Mm-hmm. It looks like the other uh, radicals, which are Shiites, are going to let it happen and not press another war. I think then it'll come back to a place of settling down and the, the region will settle back down. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, It doesn't change the ideology and it doesn't change the desire of the Shiites to eliminate Israel. But I just think they're going to be more patient with it um, and then mm-hmm. you know, come together. So it'll be inter- interesting to watch. Um, and of course, the big question uh, that we all have is if, if this is headed this way, headed this way, meaning, you know, are we headed toward the tribulation and the, and the return of Christ, uh, what we call end times? Um, what, you know, what do we think about it? Well, most people uh, are taught in, in America that it doesn't matter because you're going to be raptured. 
Uh, right. So we want to spend some time, a little bit of time, and start to get into this, uh, what the rapture's all about, and look at the different scriptures and the truths, uh, and then how do, we, how do we look at that and where do we place it? So um, mm -hmm. let's go to 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter uh, 2 uh, and read verses uh, 1 to 7. 2 Thessalonians sure. 2, 1 to 7. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, as we look at the scripture, um, you know, it ends with a statement uh, that um, uh, lawlessness is already at work. And, and, and we're, mm -hmm. we're going to talk more about, you know, as we approach the end, what does that look like? Uh, now, first of all, we know that because of where we sit today, we're 2000 years later than when, right. when, when Paul wrote this. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's look at the statement, first of all, uh, lawlessness is already at work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now he's saying that 2000 years ago. Right. Um, and he's going to, he's going to accentuate what does that mean as we approach the end, but it's happening for 2000 years. Um, why would he make that statement back then? Uh, as as such a critical kind of a premise that lawlessness is actually already working. Well, it certainly highlights the spiritual warfare that's going on around us, right? Okay. That so, there are forces of good and evil at attention to this. Yeah, yeah. So that, um, see, this could be spoken um, after, you know, Adam and Eve fell in the garden. Mm-hmm. Is that... And basically, Paul is saying this is a spiritual truth that's, right. that's been true ever since Adam and Eve. Right. And it's, it's happening today. And there's going to be something about it as we approach the end. Why? Well, because the world, and we, and we got to keep remembering this. Why is this even going to happen? Why is this all going to happen? Um, God placed Adam and Eve uh, mm -hmm. And said, We're, "I'm giving you authority over the earth." Uh, in Genesis uh, 1:31, he says, "Everything that I made, including you, is spectacularly, exceptionally good. Mm -hmm. uh, you rule over the earth, and uh, be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. And the kingdom of God and the world are one and the same." Mm -hmm. um, by the way. <laughs> um, this has to be by choice, by free will, um, which, by the way, at the very basis of that is our invitation today is 
um, I'm not going to force you to learn about the end. Mm -hmm. I'm inviting you to uh, learn about the end. And that's why he, and we remember when we very started this like two and a half years ago, um, we just read what Jesus said to John is mm -hmm. pay attention. Right. And teach everybody to pay attention and spend time really going through this and understanding that because it's really, really important. Again, for you, just with understanding dynamic and two, teach your kids because someday, mm -hmm. just like Christ was born, someday it's going to happen. Uh, right. And you got to get ready for it. Uh, and so Paul says it's a spiritual aspect uh, that he had, he had given free will to Adam and Eve. Don't eat of that tree and you'll surely die. Um, and they did. They fell. And they exercised their will and they didn't check with God. Uh, and they handed authority over to of the world over to Satan. Um, mm -hmm. and, th and, and Paul uses the word lawlessness here. Um, when you think of lawlessness, what, what, what do you think of? What is that? What is that, uh, kind of remind? Um, you? for me, it gives visions of like rioting and <laughs> things going, you know, chaos, 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 yeah. where there's not an order yeah. really. Yeah. That, um, nothing is, is done with pure justice. Nothing is done well. It's, it's chaotic and you lose the aspect of good and bad. Um, and by the way, mm -hmm. that's what it says in Isaiah. That yeah, in chaos, lines are blurred completely, right? Yeah, yeah. and at the end, yeah. uh, good becomes evil, evil meaning uh, problematic, and evil becomes good. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, it all gets upside down. Um, and that would, right. be, that would be lawlessness, and everything gets blurred, Mm -hmm. um, and you can't rely on uh, order to set things straight. Um, mm -hmm. And we've experienced that more and more and more. And I think, and I have lots of uh, people uh, reflect of their experience in the courts is where they can't trust the system anymore. Right. Um, it's law. It's kind of lawlessness. And we've seen rioting, and we've seen we've seen mm -hmm. things, you know, supported, including, by the way. Um, what happened, think about, and this is a good definition of lawlessness, Hamas attacks Israel. Mm -hmm. um, and they do awful things. They kill people. Uh, they, right. they kill women and children. They rape women and children. Uh, it's awful, awful, awful. Um, and they, they came against Israel because they decided to. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, if... If that happened to America, you know, what would we do? We'd go, we'd go after it. Oh we, yeah. We wouldn't tolerate it. So Israel's not tolerating it. So they're going after it. Well, <laughs> because it's a spiritual thing, there's protest against Israel. Mm -hmm. what, you know, it's like, right. like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, and I've talked to people like that who were, who were saying, you know, that, yeah, it's because, because I said, wait a second. I said, forget about all the ideologies. I said, who initiated the war? Hamas. Right. What did they do? Atrocities. So you're telling me that mm -hmm. any nation would defend themselves and go after it. I said, if it was reversed, mm -hmm. and if Israel, let's say, had attacked Hamas, or Israel had attacked Hezbollah, 
they would have a right to come back against Israel. And we actually, even though right. we're, we're pro-Israel, we would actually support Hamas or Hezbollah and say mm-hmm. they, they have a right to do it. Well, why are you protesting what Hamas started out of an ideology? And by the way, these protests mm-hmm. have turned violent. Mm. Chaos, lawlessness, um, because mm-hmm. because it's no, there's no basis for it other than my own personal ideology, and I can rationalize things away. Well, they deserve Israel deserved it because, um, and see, we, and our mm-hmm. and our sensibility would be, even if somebody deserved it um, by ideology, there's no justification to do it to do that and take aggression against somebody else. Um, Mm-hmm. So the whole thing doesn't make sense. Why is lawlessness? And so Paul says, I want you to first of all understand it's a spiritual uh, truth that exists and it's existed ever since Adam and Eve. The world is under the control mm-hmm. of the enemy. Lawlessness is operating. And by the way, it's going to continue to operate. Uh, okay. Mm. Uh, then he makes a statement. Um, and, and we're going to you know, pursue this now as we're going to get into this kind of these, these discussions about the rapture. Uh, it says uh, uh, there is a restraint on this. Uh, he, mm-hmm. who, he who now restrains it will do so until what? Until he is taken out of the way. Until he's taken out of the way. Uh, okay, so that implies uh, that... Um, there's a restraint on that, but there become, mm-hmm. it becomes a moment in time where that is removed fun, fundamentally. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, the whole, and remember the Holy Spirit is resident within us. So right. that it implies that um, it, then somehow we're removed and the lawlessness then accelerates because we're removed, and that implies rapture. Mm. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, and, and since we, we have rapture, which we'll get into these verses, um, the, this verse is used to place it at the beginning of the tribulation. Uh, that, mm-hmm. well, then, then we're raptured, and then that allows lawlessness to uh, accel- right. accelerate because we're gone. Mm-hmm. But as we go explore these verses, there's some other statements made about the thing. And then we have to we have to overlay that with things that we know about the beast and the Antichrist. Uh, and that's why this mm-hmm. is so, uh, as you look at it, and I would urge everybody to just pay attention to this and be willing to, right. go, be, be willing to go into the depth of scripture so that, uh, and the premise that, that we're going to walk through is that are there are there cases made in the scripture that it may be what we call pre-trib rapture? Yes, mm-hmm. but it's not absolute. And there, and like right. in, even in these verses, as we're going to explore next week, is um, there's things that are said that actually imply that this happens uh, either mid-trib or post-trib. Uh, right. And, and what we're trying there's to, there's valid arguments in the Bible for all of the above. Yeah. Right? And, and so what we're trying to do is, is, is when you look at scripture, 
uh, one, it's true. It's absolutely, mm-hmm. it's absolutely true. We got to look at what it simply says. Mm-hmm. Don't walk around what it says. And as we start to realize that, uh, the premise again is that uh, when we think of the possibilities, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, uh, one, we know it's going to happen. It mm-hmm. is, is going to happen. It's, that's pretty clear in Scripture it's going to happen. But as we look through these Scriptures, we really can't look at a single answer and say, of course, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, <laughs> I think, because when I, when I see these kind of things in Scripture, I think it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that yeah? I didn't actually want you to pinpoint it, and we'll, and we'll right. talk. We'll talk about some of the reasons. So what we're asking our audience to do is just open up your heart, open up your mind. Let's just walk through the scriptures together. Uh, let them see what they say, and then respond to what do they say and what don't they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what, where does that leave us in terms of, of what next? And what I believe is that um, God's trying to say, I need you to be better prepared in case it's not mm-hmm. pre-trib uh, rapture. Right. Um, and, and if that's true, how do we get better prepared? Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's why we're going to get into the depth of it. So we'll, we'll talk more about this. And uh, Heavenly Father, we, uh, we do understand... Uh, that uh, it's headed toward Israel being the center of attention of the world. We can see it right now. Uh, we know that uh, one world government is coming about and that may be stimulating the, the uh, tribulation. Uh, and we do know there's a rapture. Uh, and we mm-hmm. want to understand why and what you say about this so that we could receive it for what it is and then process it for what it is and let you guide us into the truth of that of the meaning of that as we look at what's happening. And so we just pray that we'll receive it, uh, what fun it is to get in the Word and see what it says uh, and, to, and to have uh, insight and truth. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing. As always, it's just a privilege to sit and hear some of the things that God's revealing to you and even just to have conversation on what's going on in the world yes. and... And what it looks like, right? Yeah, it's right. important to us to be able to do that. So that's thanks right. for sharing. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you have questions, be sure to send them in to us at questions at AF, uh, sorry, questions Uh-oh. at abidingministry.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we look forward to seeing you next time. Yep. And by the way, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, tune, oh, in, that's right. tune in on Christmas Day. We got a short, great devotion. And uh, we'll pick this up again next week. Sounds great. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.